you for listening to our podcast today here at Word of Life. One of our values here at Word of Life is growth, and we've created a whole platform with your growth in mind. From in-depth series on worship and prayer to short and powerful articles on parenting, we have programs and content made just for you. So don't forget to subscribe at thelifeonline.cc. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. All right, good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? Great. Okay, cool. Some of us. And anyway, uh, for those of you that don't know who I am, uh, my name is John Romick, and it is a complete honor to be here with you guys today. Pastor sends his blessings and his greetings uh, from wherever he is today. If you are watching, it's okay. I won't say anything stupid. Um, Hopefully, pray with me, pray for me at the same time. But anyway, we are in the middle of a series here at Word of Life called our Summer Reading Series where we're taking a book a week and we're kind of like expounding and unpacking uh, what the book says, but also what God has specifically for us as a church. And if you are new to Word of Life, welcome to one of the best churches that you'll ever attend in your life. We can't say the best because that would be pride. Uh, and so one of the best churches that you ever uh, have. If you are not connected yet, you can always connect with us in the lobby. There's so many people there to connect. You just you got to find one person and be like, hey, connect me, please. And if you are online, there's links for you as well. If you're watching in Fox, you can always call or connect online or come to in person. Anyway, that's my uh, small pitch for online. And here we are today, and we're going to talk about a, a book that's titled the double blessing. Everyone say that with me. The double blessing. So I, I like the taste of that. I like everything double, right? Like double stuffed Oreos. Come on. Like Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for double stuffed Oreos, right? Like the, the, anything that is double, like the double Whopper, the double, like double is good. And I thank God that he is the God of the double blessing. But when we talk about blessing and we talk about double, it, it kind of sounds like a pyramid scheme almost sometimes, right? Well, we're like, okay, here we go. So you're just going to tell us that if I give you 10, you're going to give me 100. And then that's how pyramid schemes are started. And, and so we don't want that. So I, I kind of want to unpack this a little bit. And as I was meditating on um, what this meant and who God is with regards to blessing. I, I remember back in 2020, uh, Carolina, who is my wife, who is watching online right now with our baby, who is three, she is three months old. And it's incredible that we're already there. She's like in her, no, so no one tells you this in, in like the books that we read and like the people that coached us about parenting. They never tell you that they go through these like spurts of growth where they're like insatiably hungry. And so she's in one of those right now. So pray for Carolina because like literally she's being sucked dry. Like it's. Literally, like I thought that was just an expression in America, but no, no, <laughs> that happens. Uh, so anyway, so be praying for all of us today as I am a, a new parent. It's everything is crazy to me, but I, I, I was I was looking at my baby the other day. So right now they're in Colombia, right? They're, uh, they're they're spending some time in Colombia with our family and friends down there. Uh, so I, I see my baby uh, via Zoom or FaceTime a lot. 
so I, 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 I'm missing her and everything. And, and there was a part of me where I just said out loud, and I'm like, man, I just can't wait for you to grow so that I can give you stuff. Because right now I can buy her anything, really, and she has no idea. She has no idea the price. She has no idea, like, the importance of it. Like, I could tell her today, it's like, hey, we're going to Disney tomorrow. And she, she's three months old. She just wants one thing, milk, right? Like, that's, that's it. And so I could tell her so many things. So I'm like, I just can't wait for you to grow a little bit more so that you can understand, so that I can, so that I can bless you. And then I went out for a run, and I heard God speak to me. And he was like, you know, that's what I want, too, from, from everyone. I, I want you guys to grow. And the reason why I want you to grow is not just so that you can, like, outgrow some problems. It's so that I can bless you with more things. Because God's first reflex, his, his way of life, his way of being is to bless Sometimes when we think about the word of God in Genesis, the one story that comes to mind usually is how Adam and Eve failed, right? How they bit the apple or whatever the fruit is and how that happened. But to be honest, before there was original sin, there was original blessing. That, that God, before he came in to rescue and redeem and all that, he, he, he created everything to bless and that is his reflex. Like God can't help himself but want to bless you every day of your life. That's why he says that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. That there are no angels, nor demons, nor height, nor death, no valleys, no mountains, no problems. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. That God sees you every day and he wants to bless you. And as we increase our knowledge of who God is, it kind of helps us stay within those boundaries to be able to be blessed. We've heard Pastor mention it before, and other people say that there are some blessings that it's not that God does it or can't get to you, but sometimes we're not prepared to receive him yet. And so there is growth that needs to be involved. There is growth that is required. There is some assembly required on our part. And I believe the, the, the first part of this is our knowledge of who God is. So it says, Second Peter, you know, Peter was writing to his church and he says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See that there are some things that are automatic in our life. You know, like your height, it's usually automatic up to a certain point. But maturity is not automatic. Don't make eye contact with anyone right now. But we all know that this is not automatic. Like there are just some things that if you do not want to grow in, you won't grow in. And, and no matter how much life you've had, no matter how much time you've lived, no matter how much you've existed, there are certain things that if you are not poised to do, they just won't happen. That's why the Bible tells us time and time again to grow in this knowledge, to grow in this grace, to get to know God is such an importance because it changes your whole outcome. When, I, when we were younger as a family, my, my parents were missionaries, so there's a lot of blessing by, with being a missionary. There's a lot of travel that happens. There's a lot of things you get to experience. No, but there's also some financial difficulty that sometimes happens when you're a missionary, right? Because you, 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 you base your life on support and sometimes there is support, sometimes there isn't support. So we were going through a time where support wasn't that good. So we, we even came up with kind of like a, a thing that we would say whenever we would go to a restaurant, 
I would ask my parents, so are we thirsty today or are we not thirsty? Like, can I, like, are we just getting the free water or can I actually get, like, the soda? And it, and it was a thing. And so my, 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 we, we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, and one of my dad's friends called him and invited him to eat to this, like, very fancy hotel. So my dad's, like, prepping us all because he doesn't know who's going to pay the bill, right? And so, so he's like, guys, we are not thirsty today. Like, there is no thirst. We're actually not very hungry today. We're all on the Atkins diet right now, right? Because it was, like, 1997, like, the Atkins diet was the whole thing. And so, like, I'm there. It's super fancy. And so we're sitting down, and I'm, like, I'm excited for what's about to happen. And then the friend comes in. And, and so he starts talking. So we say hello. I don't really know who he is, but my dad studied with them. So it's like this weird thing. You know how dads get when they get with like their, their friends of high school and stuff? They just get very dumb. And, and so, so they're like saying jokes and stuff. And it's like, this is weird. Like, how are you not getting spanked right now? Like, it's just. So they're, they're talking. And then finally the conversation turns to the point where the friend comes out and says, listen, I've been investing. I just wanted to tell you this, but, like, I, I've just come into millions. Like, it, it's like my life. And so he starts talking about these investments and stuff. And my lips are getting parched. Like, <laughs> I'm starting to get thirsty, right? So he keeps on talking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, don't, I have no more ad kids. I'm going for the steak today. My hunger started changing, and as he kept talking, and finally he's like, and listen, I am inviting today. So, like, I make eye contact with my dad as, like, I am very thirsty right now. Just so you know, I will be ordering anything and everything that this man can get because you're not paying for it. This man is paying for it, and because this man is paying for it, I am excessively hungry right now. You know, as we get to grow in the grace and knowledge of who Christ is, we start to find out what he can do, what he has done, what he has planned, the things that he has prepared in store and has in store for you, even from the foundation of this earth, the things that he has placed in your future that you might strive for them so that that way our faith increases as we know who he is. But if you don't know who God is, then it's hard to believe in anything else. It's hard to believe that there is a blessing, that there is a double blessing, that there are things that, that he can do for you. So I want us to go through a chapter that I think all of us know, and it's uh, Psalm 23. Psalm 23, I think we all know it, it's something that's been on my heart. I, I, I usually tend to stay away from verses like this just because they're like the easy way out sometimes. You know, like we just throw like Philippians 4, 19, and God will supply all your needs. Everyone says amen. We had a good service done. But, but as I'm like studying and meditating, I can't get away from Psalms 23. So I, I'm going to be obedient today. And Psalms 23 verse 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, if you, you understand the, the context of when it, this is being written, King David is not a king yet. Uh, he, he's actually shepherding his sheep and everything. And he gets to spend a lot of time with God at this moment. And I, I think sometimes we are so focused on where we need to go that, that we forget who we are with. And sometimes who we are with is just as important as where he wants us to go. 
And sometimes we think that the blessing is when we reach that place. But the, the blessing is having God in your life. It's God for us, God in us, and God with us. That is the true blessing that when angels appeared and they say we bring good tidings. You know, we bring good news that will bring much joy to everyone. And it wasn't the healing that also was going to come. It wasn't the blessing that also was going to come. It was that the Son of God was going to come and that he was going to abide with us and his name will be Emmanuel, God with us, God in us, God for us. He is the blessing. That you might realize today that you are blessed because you have him. That you are blessed because God abides in you. That you are blessed because you are temple of the Holy Spirit and the same power that raised Christ from the grave lives in you, gives life to your mortal body. And we're like, John, I, I mean, I had a friend, I, I was once talking about this and, and he was in the car with me later. He's like, you know, that was a great message, but I just want you to know that being a temple of the Holy Spirit doesn't pay for my rent. And I was like, well, that was very direct. Thank you. Like, that was in a very awkward conversation. So, so we start talking about, uh, about it. And, and I remember that there was a, an actual uh, a study made. Uh, it's uh, in a book called Decisive by Chip and Dan Heath. And, and it talks about a, a lot of mistakes that we do to decision making. And one of them, uh, the mistakes, is called narrow framing. And what that means is that we are so we are so focused on one thing that we need that we need that that we don't realize that there are actually a lot of options that it's not just that we make the mistake and we forget that if we live with an infinite God, why do we think there's a finite amount of possibilities when if anything, God is known to create things from nothing. So God doesn't need precedent to bless you. God doesn't need you to have done so many things to bless you. When he created the heavens and the earth, there was nothing. Then there was the move of the Holy Spirit, and then there was everything. So what we need and what you need for anything to happen already lives inside of you. See, I, I, I don't just want to get you emotionally inspired, but I do want us to see that, that what you have right now, who you are in him right now, having him in your life is all that you need for anything to happen in your life, for anything and everything. So quit narrow framing God. Where you're like, God, if the rent doesn't come this Thursday, how many have done that? Because I do that all the time. I'm like, I'm not very good at schedules except for my prayer requests. Right? Like anything else, I'm like, I could be late to that or everything, but God, rent is due this Thursday. And you know what happens when rent doesn't come in, Father, and I need that check, and I need these things, and if you don't come, and, and I, I think there's a Bible verse in Psalms that said that God sits in his throne and laughs. I think part of it is because I, I make him laugh in a, a lot of these things. I'm like, God, I mean, I know you are the God of infinite possibilities, but if this doesn't happen, then it's over. Just so you know, my call, done, right? Like my life, I mean, like you, you go down these rabbit trails where, where I think God's just like, well, what are you talking about? I mean, that's one possibility, yes, but there is infinite possibilities with God. Back in 2020, uh, coming back to the, the, that story, Carolina and I were, were going through a, a bunch of financial struggles and then added to that so this was before COVID so imagine having financial struggles before COVID and then having COVID happen 
And, and so it, it was it was like bad, bad. Uh, it, and so we were thinking of like different things to do. I was trying to find odd jobs. We still wanted to do missions, but it's kind of hard to do missions when you don't have money to pay the ticket to go to missions. And so uh, all, all these things are happening. We're struggling so hard that, that we start fighting with each other for no reason. Have you ever been so frustrated that you're fighting with the wrong person? you're just so frustrated and then you're like for some reason now you're just mad at her and she's mad at you and you're not the problem and she's not the problem it's the financial difficulty but because the financial difficulty doesn't have a face <laughs> right that you can like smack or something then then you go at each other so we're, we're in a car we're, we're fighting what we've been like ministering all over the states we actually drive through Jackson, Mississippi, we to, to hang out with Pastors Joel and Pepe. And, and we're talking, and, and like 10 minutes before they came to pick us up, we were crying in our hotel room. We were like, this is the worst, God. Like, you said we are the head and not the tail, and all I can see is tail right now. Like, <laughs> I'm like above and not beneath, and I'm like, this is not true in my life. Am I in sin? Reveal it to me. But what is happening? I'm so frustrated. Carolina was making a list of things she wanted to sell uh, just to like make ends meet. And I'm like, you're not selling your, your wedding dress. That's for our daughter. And she's like, well, if we don't sell it now, we might not even have a daughter because <laughs> have you been there or you just, I, I feel the laughter is because you've also been there. And so we're crying and everything. And then I get the text message and it's Pastor Joel. And we're like, they're already down there. So we actually, pro tip, we bought a thing called Lumify, which are these drops that if your eyes are super red, you put two drops and then white as snow. And so we're like, well, we're going to fake it till we make it. So pop, pop, and then go down. And then, and then Pastor Joel's like, so how are you guys? Well, blessed and highly favored. Of course. You know how it is, above and not beneath, hey, faith life. <laughs> and we would like make eye contact with each other. It's like, if they only knew, my goodness. So then we, we, we leave and we leave inspired. You know how Pastor Joel is and there is more. And, you know, those things. I'm like, of course there is more. <laughs> and so we're, we're driving. We start fighting again. Like, we're back to it. We press play again. We're fighting again. We're like, so that was good. Are you okay? Okay, let's keep going. And so we're driving, and it's like the wedding dress. Literally the wedding dress. Like, that was, that's what I remember. I'm like, you are not selling your wedding dress. Like, it cost us so much. And, and while we're there, it's like 9 p.m., uh, and we're driving west. So I, I just want to give you the context of this whole story because um, – while we're driving, I forget what exactly happens, but her sunglasses fall and like they break. And we're driving west where the sun sets because we're going to Dallas. So now after all of this, now we're driving in the sun and she has no sunglasses. So it's like it got worse. And so like I'm mad. So I'm telling God, like, God, like, I mean, you got, you don't got days. You got minutes. I'm sorry, if you don't, I mean, if you don't turn this around, I'm turning this around. Like, we're going back home and forgetting, like, ciao. Um, and we get a text message. And we get a text message of someone just randomly, like, sent us a check. And so, so like, at, 
at one point I didn't know how much it was at the beginning, so I'm like, well, look at God. I never doubted. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I've always been there. And, and we check, and it's not enough. And, and when I see that it's not enough, I'm like, well, is this some type of, like, dark, hu heavenly humor? Like, he's sending us a check, but it's not even enough. So what is this? And then I, 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 as, we're, as we're talking, I, I'm reminded of a story where Jesus heals this blind man. But when he heals him, the first part of the healing, he, he, he can't see. And then he starts to see, but all he can see is people like trees. So, so the, the miracle was just a partial miracle. But what, then I see something and I realize something is that this blind guy, instead of just being like, well, this is stupid. Like, I mean, like now I just get to see people as trees. It's almost like it's almost worse. Like it's better to be blind. He, he went and thanked God and he came back. And so did the lepers, too, if you know the story that they were healed. But when they came back to thank God, they were restored. But I think that when you know God and when you understand God, you understand that there is blessing even in the partial miracle. That, that, that's where sometimes we lose the rest of the miracle is because we don't give him thanks for the partial miracle. That sometimes we, there is not gratitude in our heart because we forget the whole context of what is happening. To the point where Carolina started praying at that moment and then she realized something. is like, God, you know, we've been looking for the wrong thing. We've been looking for the answer instead of looking for you. That's what she said. That the moment we started realizing that we needed to find him, like he, the, the author and perfecter of our faith, him, him who started the good work will finish it, him who is our provider, who is our shepherd, and because he is our shepherd, we will not lack for anything. So we're like, Father God, we're, I mean, we're not selling anything. Obviously, the dress is still there. It's like, we're going to look for you. And we thank you because if this is part of the miracle, we thank you because we'll, like, you'll follow it through. And we're going to stop narrow framing you into like just this, whatever it takes, Father. But we will be obedient and we will be blessed. A week later, I was praying and got in. So this was like February. And we were so in debt, to give you an idea, we were so in debt that if we worked hard all year and all of that came in that year wasn't going to anything else but the debt, we would have been like halfway there. And God told me, by August, you'll be debt free. So I was like, well, amen, but I'm going to need a little bit more of these checks right here. <laughs> and then COVID hit and then we had to go to... I had to go get another job and now everything stopped it, it started getting weird. But but what changed was that I recognized who God was. I recognized not only who God was, but I started recognizing where we were at in the circumstance that even though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, we will not fear evil because God is with us. And there is such a powerful effect when you start to realize that that is part of the blessing. That you are blessed not because there is no more valley of shadow of death. That you are not blessed because there are no more enemies in your presence. But that you are blessed because God is with you and you can walk through the valley. You can sit in the table that has been prepared before you in the presence of your enemies.
that surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, that you might dwell in the house of the Lord forever because you are with him. So we started, we started in this mindset of we're going to pray more. We're going to look for you more. We're, I'm going to stop getting as excited when I go to check the mailbox as I do when I go to pray. Because I won't narrow frame you into a check, Father. You can do whatever you want. You can like cancel all the debt. You can send the check. You can give me a better job. You can give me more jobs. You can do whatever you want. You can, you can extradite me to another country and I don't have to pay. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. <laughs> and I get very creative. Are we here? But before we get to that, there, there, there's, there's something that happens between the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want, to he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, right? And, and then the surely in goodness and mercy, there's something that happens first. And it's a restoration of the soul. I believe that if you are not restored, if your soul is not restored, there, there can be so much fluctuation in your life. That the first thing that God does is that he leads me beside still waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Verse 3, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So God is interested in your soul. The, the, the word of God says in Proverbs that you, to guard your heart because out of it flow the issues of life. That if you are not guarded in your soul, if you were like us where anything and everything just kind of like makes your soul go into a thousand different directions and you're mad because the sunglasses broke and you're mad because the miracle was just a partial miracle eh? and you're mad because you know that there's people that could just go like this and send you the check and they don't want to send you the check and is it that they need a pen or what is it? And you get so frustrated and that the first thing that God does, and if you really think about it, you'll start to notice that before the answer comes that we're looking for, the first thing that comes is his presence, always. And God is wanting to restore your soul to a point where you can be holding on steadfast to your profession of faith. Where you can hold steadfast in the belief and in the knowledge and in the truth that God is with you. And that if God is for you, who can be against you? That because he is your shepherd, you do not lack for ability, opportunity, or money. Because he is your shepherd and that is what you need. So he makes you lie down. There, there are moments in the word of God. For example, 1 Samuel chapter 3 that we see. If you read 1 Samuel chapter 3, it's a, it's a chapter that I've been meditating on uh, for the past month because it says something very interesting at the beginning. It says, in the day and the time when the voice of the Lord was not heard, was not prevalent, God started to speak to Samuel. And I believe that in a day and a time where all of us, you know, we're, we're surrounded by so many things and so many voices, one thing that is very weird to hear is the voice of God. To a point where you get shocked when some people say, you know, God told me that the other day. And you're like, what, you weirdo? Like, what's, what's happening? And it shouldn't be weird if we understand that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. It's the voice that we should be hearing. But the point that I'm wanting to bring out in this moment is that Samuel heard the voice of God while he was alone, in bed, in quiet, in peace. 
it's, I, I don't think it's a mistake or I don't think it's, it's just some random fact that where he was was just as important as what was happening. That he had found a place of rest. That he had found that, and before that, he positioned in his heart, said he proposed in his heart to serve the Lord, to wait upon the Lord. That a good waiter, you know what a good waiter does? He's always paying attention to your table. Uh, uh, the best of waiters don't let you take three sips without pouring more water in because it's always paying attention. So Samuel decided to pay attention, to, to, to wait upon the Lord. And at that moment, God started to speak. And then when God speaks, that, that, that this is where it gets interesting for us. And this is where the double blessing starts to come in. That God wants to lead you and take you to places that even money can't buy. Now, I'm not saying, well, the Maldives, because my money can't buy that, right? What I'm saying is that there's some moments where peace and joy are more important than that thing that you want in your life. Now, one thing that I learned with Carolina is that sometimes it's beans and rice with peace. Come on. I mean, don't, I mean, I love beans and rice. Like, don't, don't make me start talking about beans and rice because it is, oh my gosh. But sometimes, you know, we're like, when can we eat the steak? And then we go and do something stupid and swipe a card to get some steak and add some anxiety to that steak because now you don't know why you're going to pay for it and all of it. Instead of just eating beans and rice with a peace that passes all understanding, that guards your heart and your mind. And I'm not saying that God, that God doesn't want better things for you or that he will bring better things for you, but there is a place of rest that is needed in order for you to grow. Now, there, there's, a, there's a study. Uh, Carl Jung uh, says this about our problems. He says that there are some problems that can never be solved but that must be outgrown. Sometimes we're like, Father, send the check, and he's sending you Dave Ramsey, right? I mean, I, I know when we talk about double blessing, we're all about the check and, and the stuff, and trust me, I, I love those things, and I believe them for you. But just as much as God wants you to be blessed, he wants you to grow. He wants you to grow in these things. And sometimes he wants you to outgrow problems that are recurring in your life. That the answer is not him snapping his fingers. The answer is us snapping out of it. Where we start to learn our fights that we have back home. Sometimes it just takes a little bit more love and a little bit more maturity to never have that conversation again. The, the financial difficulties. Sometimes it is. It is just a rough patch in life. But sometimes... It's maybe just cutting that card, never going back, and never accepting those cards again for a while. I, I know this feels like it's unspiritual and the music has started, so this is supposed to be the most spiritual part. But I believe if we, if we go out of here inspired, but if we don't have a, a plan of attack, it's just going to be one of those Sundays where it's like, what did he say? I don't know. We laughed a lot. That was awesome. But so what are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. Do you want steak? It's like, no, not today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go eat whatever you want. 
what, what I want us to know is that God is in this for the long run and he wants us to grow just like I want my baby to grow so I can bless her more. God wants us to grow. Because the double blessing, and you'll read, if you buy this book, trust me, this is a blessing. And it was a blessing because I actually got this book in the middle of COVID. I started reading it. And I'm believing to be debt free. And I don't have time to enumerate all the miracles. But some of the miracles were extra jobs that started happening. Some of the miracles were finding out we were paying for things that we shouldn't be paying for. Some of the miracles were the checks in the mail. Some of the miracles was a boldness in our job for being the number one in all the warehouse. And all these partial miracles by, I think it was August, it wasn't even August 30th. It was like August 28th. We woke up and we didn't even realize it. We were debt free. And it wasn't automatic. It wasn't, it was a process. It was a process that took a lot of effort that took, and sometimes we see the creation in universe and we see that everything is a process, that you plant a seed, that it grows, that it, in time it gives its fruit, that everything is a process. For it to rain, there had to be a process, right? For, for stuff to grow, there had to be a process. It's never automatic. And yet we think that's going to be different with us. When God wants you to grow, which is why at first he makes you lie down in green pastures. And then secondly, he leads you beside still waters. And there is a difference. Because every time the word of God mentions something beside water, is because there's meant to be growth and fruit. Psalms chapter 1, it says that the person that, you know, grows in the things of God is like a tree that is planted beside waters. That in its time it gives fruit. Now, what are we talking about? To be planted in the church, to be planted in his presence, to be planted in his word is to be planted by these waters. It's why every time we go to God, you always hear the answer. Well, read my Bible a little bit more and pray a little bit more. And I got the answer, but come to me again. Come boldly approach the throne. Boldly approach the throne. You're like, Jesus, I get it. I'll visit you, but I need this. And God's like, no, no, no. See, you need to be planted. Because the moment you start being planted by a stream of water is when you start giving fruit. It's not God wanting to snap his fingers. It's God wanting us to be planted. And I want to inspire you today in this way that we might be planted. So two things that situate us. I'm sorry I went a little bit longer than I should have. But two things that help us be situated in a place of blessing where our soul is at peace is gratitude and worship. Now, there, there's a study that I like about Olympic medalists, uh, it, and it says that those that win a bronze medal are happier than those that win a silver medal because the ones that win a silver medal only see how close they were to winning a gold medal. But those that win the bronze medal see how close they were to not winning anything at all. And so they get happy. And that is, science says it's a downward counterfactual. That wherever you are focusing on, like that's going to change the aspect of your joy. And instead of trying to always look at what you don't have and what you're missing out on, what if we just take the time to thank God for the 1.3 million miles that we've traveled in space today? and not died, right? 
or I forget how many like trillions of cells you've breathed in today and none of them have been anthrax, right? Like it's like, like there's a whole bunch of joy, like things to be joyful about and thankful about. And obviously there's this upward mobility mentality that God has for us and increase. But I believe God wants us to know that we're already blessed. Because you are here, you are already. Because you have him, you are already blessed. Because he lives in you, you are already blessed. And obviously there is more and God wants to do more. But let's focus on what's correct today. There's a letter that a student wrote to their mom and dad. It said, dear mom and dad, I have so much to tell you because of the fire in my dorm set up by student riots. I experienced temporary lung damage and had to go to the hospital. While I was there, I fell in love with an orderly. We moved in together. I dropped out of school when I found out I was pregnant. He got fired because of his drinking. So we're moving to Alaska where we might get married after the birth of our baby. You're a loving daughter. P.S. None of this really happened, but I did flunk my chemistry class and wanted to keep it in perspective. Listen, perspective is everything when it comes to life. It really is. And now this is, this is like way out there. This is a joke, obviously. But let's try to keep it in perspective. And, we'll, and the way we do is through gratitude. Like we've heard it said before, gratitude will change your attitude. 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, godliness with contentment is great gain. Joy is not getting what you want. It's appreciating what you have. It's not changing your circumstances. It is changing your focus. So let us change our focus today. I'm going to ask that you stand up. And if you are watching online, if you want to stand up, I think it will change the whole dynamic. Or if you're watching in Fox, wherever you are, if you can stand up, I'm going to ask you to stand up. Where this also means I'm about to finish. But I want us to take the time to thank him, right? Now, now, worship, the, the, the word of God says that we access his throne, that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. That there are these two things that make you align with the presence of God. And it is in his presence that there is fullness of joy. It is in his presence that, that you get to acquire those things that you really need in your life. That as you stand in his presence, your soul gets to rest. And let me tell you something, a soul that is well-rested makes smarter decisions. It really does. So we need our souls to rest today and all throughout the week. And if you're going on vacation, if you are on vacation, take the time and have your soul rest. And that is actual resting, but that's also spending time with him. So I'm going to lead a prayer, and I want you to just take it and make it your own. I want you to take the time and, and be grateful. To tell them what you're grateful for. Father God, we thank you for today. We just thank you, Father, for who you are in our life, Father. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity that you've given us to be here in your church, Father, to be here standing in your presence, Father. Father, your word of God says to boldly approach your throne where we might access mercy and grace, Father. I thank you, Father, that as we approach you today, we get the mercy and we get the grace that we need to live out this life that you have purchased 
purpose for us to live today, Father. I thank you, Father, because we know that there is blessing ahead, but we also recognize today that we are already blessed. That because we have you, we are already blessed. That you are enough to give thanks for the rest of our life. That we thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for your presence. We thank you, Father, for your power. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, because you've decided to live in us. We thank you, Father, because your creative power lives in us, abides in us. Your resurrection power lives in us and abides in us. Your word is what we stand on today, Father, that you that started a good work will finish it in our life, that we will stop narrow framing the possibilities, and we thank you for endless possibilities, that what is impossible for man is still possible for you, that out of nowhere and out of nothing, you can make it happen. So instead of looking to the possibilities, we look to you today, Father, and we give you glory, and we give you honor, and we give you thanks, and we praise you today, and we give you glory, and we give you honor, and we give you thanks, and we praise you today. Come on, give him glory, give him honor, give him thanks. We praise you today, Father. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We are thankful even for partial miracles. We are thankful for the process. We are thankful for living waters. We are thankful because we are planted. We are thankful, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before we go, we're going to take the time to, to sing a song that, that, that places us in, in, in the place of worship. So I believe not only gratitude takes us there, but worship is where what keeps you there. A heart of worship. A heart that recognizes who he is. And the miracle that it is that you can recognize him in all your ways. In all your ways as you acknowledge him, he will make your paths straight. How many are thankful for that today? Hallelujah.